What we do here is go back, 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 back. back. Welcome, welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you guys out there, the doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, artists, musicians. I always say it's the people thinking way outside the box who are just like on their own path and you guys are probably often misunderstood or people just look at you like, why would you do that? That's not going to work. I don't know why you wouldn't do the safe route. I'm here to tell you that you're definitely loved here. We are all definitely that way. Uh, every one of my guests that comes on the show is one is that way. We we carve out our own path, and that's actually what we're all here to do. And of course, every week I bring on guests that talk about the journey because you guys know I do not glorify or glamorize end success. That implies an arbitrary end date, in my opinion, and that is not success. Success is your own metrics and it's your own journey and it's figuring out what works for you and reinventing and recreating yourself a million times over in the process, right? So I want to thank everybody that tunes in every week. We've had a lot of new uh, subscribers and listeners. And so lately, I've been thanking a lot of the newer ones. I want all the older ones who've been with me from the start to know I love you guys. I appreciate the ratings and the reviews and the, the feedback. All my newer listeners, I equally appreciate you guys coming in and tuning in and giving me all the feedback and the love. Um, you know, if you want to follow along on my personal journey with all the different businesses and ventures and just talking about anything at Matt Gottesman on Instagram and uh, at HDF magazine on Instagram, if you want to get in at the, you know, the discussions around the intersection of creativity and culture and entrepreneurship. And of course, at Hustle Sold separately on Instagram as well. And you guys know, listen, for the last eight years, I have answered each and every single one of your texts, DMs, like messages, replies on the wall, whatever, because this is about community. We own our distribution. We are all a part of this journey together. That's how this thing works. And so I'm just grateful in general. And, and I appreciate you guys. And we have another amazing episode that there are so many synergies into this episode that I don't even know really where to begin that we were all geeking out before we even started. Synergies and locations, synergies and actually what a lot of people don't know, my one of my my brand's names, Hustle and Deal Flow. There's there's a lot of different uh things going on. And we're gonna be talking about investing in yourself, and that's your work ethic, your money, your time, your energy. Like if 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 you don't invest that money into you, you know, first and foremost into your journey, like you know, then you're not valuing yourself the way that you need to. Okay. And, and, and I don't mean just the things I'm talking about, like taking that money and be like, Hey, now I need better equipment. Now I need to better headshots. Now I need better, um, you know, locations and, and, and all these things, you know what I mean? So I, I really, I really want to extend that to you guys to understand like what it really means to invest in yourself. And I got one of the perfect people to speak on this. Uh, Taryn Manning, she's an actress, singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur. I'm going to talk to you about her bio here in a minute. Uh, and uh, you guys have seen her on the screen everywhere. She's doing a lot of different things, has amazing amount of experience. And, uh, and so we're going to be talking about this stuff because she's really been betting on herself since she was a teenager, uh, and, uh, which she started in Tucson, Arizona. I moved to Tucson from New York in New Jersey at the same time she was leaving. So that was a very interesting synergy right there. 
Uh, and I stayed there for high school and college before moving to LA and other parts of the world. But um, to give you an idea, just on her background, as I mentioned, artistic phenom, you know, actress, singer, songwriter, entrepreneur. She starred in the three-time SAG award-winning Netflix hit, Orange is the New Black. That's probably where you guys may remember her, but uh, you probably also saw her in a million other things. So let's talk about those. She portrayed Faye Resnick in the 2020s, The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. Uh, also lauded in 2015 as Michelle Knight, the young Cleveland woman who was kidnapped and held captive for 11 years in the Sony and Lifetime TV movie Cleveland Abduction. Uh, other recent works were coming of age, independent drama film, A Light Beneath Their Feet, which received critical acclaim. Uh, noted performance was in the Sundance Film Festival nominated Lowdown, starring Glenn Close and Elle Fanning. Uh, executive produced by Mark Ruffalo. I mean, I, this this woman's uh, list is just incredible. Uh, pivotal performances in The Experimenter, uh, starring Peter Sarsgaard and Winona Ryder. Uh, she's uh, some upcoming films in 2020, right? Crabs in a Bucket, The Gateway, Pooling to Paradise, No Running, The Latin from Manhattan and Above the Line, This Woman Does Not Sleep. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then also she graced the screen in hits such as Hustle and Flow. Why is that a big deal to me? Because in 2013, when I named my brand Hustle and Deal Flow, which was creators and deal flow is a term from my venture from dealing with venture capitalists. It's a term in the VC world for um you know ideas and businesses coming through that they vet hustle creators and their brands right hustle and right. deal flow well it just so happens that it was i was thinking a lot about that movie hustle and flow um around that time as well and um you know it's a classic she was one of the stars of that movie and you guys probably remember her as nolan there and uh what else uh, what else she's nominated for sag award for eight mile crossroads uh, crazy beautiful cold mountain uh, a lot of, like love dandelion white oleander love ranch and the perfect age of rock and roll uh for best breakthrough performances and from the dc film critics association as well and then also uh she was favorite enrolled television uh major hitters hawaii 50 melrose place the practice boston legal burn notice csi miami sons of anarchy law and order svu this woman is phenomenal experience proved to her longevity within the entertainment industry, uh, not only as an actor, but as a musical force now as well. So uh, between uh, being a DJ and doing DJ sets in an uncommon for the uh, it's not uncommon for her, but like she had a history of billboard chart, chart topping hits, including 2012 solo release, semi your love. I know you all remember that, uh, which went number one on the dance club play and um, Boomcats, The Reckoning and What Do You Do To Me, uh, which remixes club to number one on Billboard's Hot Dance Music Club play. Uh, I mean, phenomenal. Her her demand for her music ship and to accompany her acting expertise has proven relentless. Um, she's probably listening to herself right now like, fuck, I did a lot of stuff. <laughs> and then a serial entrepreneur as well. Constant creative. Um, you know, she has started other other brands as well. Um, and she's, you know, personally into directing and producing her own content for over a decade now. So she knows this journey as well. And her goal has always been to encourage artists and facilitate creatives dreams to come true through her example, which really resonated with my heart because you guys know as a platform for eight freaking years, I've been saying that and trying to uh, help creative worldwide understand this power that we have to own where we're heading and to do so in a beautiful new, you know, modern technologically driven world. And uh, she leads into her latest projects, uh, Glitch Life Records and her production company, Rainbows and Unicorns, fitting. Uh, Taryn, <laughs> welcome to the show. I hope I hope the intro did you justice. You have an extensive background. Hi, she sounds like annoying. <laughs> are you sure that these are all her real credits? Right, right. <laughs> She's done a lot. You've done a lot. Please, and I appreciate please. you. 
Thank you. you. Yeah. That was sweet of you. That was really nice. Yeah, it was a little reminder to maybe every now and again pat myself on the back, which is hard to do, as you probably know. Yeah, you know, I uh and I've I've said this this has happened a couple of times and I've said this a couple of times and I and I think it's important to say, which is sometimes we move um to the 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 beat of our like our purpose and trying to do so many different things that these wonderful things happen along the way. We get these accolades, we get these awards, and we're like, oh yeah, yeah okay, cool, next. Because we're 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 more in the bigger vision and the purpose that we forget to celebrate often. So here we can celebrate you all day long. And- I think that's actually that's a really very poignant thing that you just said because so long as we're only focused on whatever we think our plan is, right? As in this human container that our soul's been dumped into, like as long as we're only looking at this plan that we so think is in our uh like is is really our plan which it isn't i think that it's safe to say that you can tell everything's kind of been planned out for us in a way yes ma'am that it's a crime to me not to enjoy the journey and that that's something like uh the you know they say the youth is wasted on the young Mm. like if i could go back all all through my 20s and you know go really enjoy you know, instead of like when I was in Rome and when I was in Spain and I was in freaking, you know, Russia and China, instead of being boy crazy and looking for all the cutest boys everywhere I could, I, I wish I would have went and seen the the sites, you know, the architecture and the history. <laughs> but I was too like, I'm a rock star. I'm on tour. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Thank- a moron. And no, but thank you for sharing that because, I, you know, for the, the younger skewed demographic that, that listens to the show. I, I want them to know that too. Like, there is—it's not as big of a rush as people make it out to be. The rush is because you're maybe anxious for the future, when really it's all about where you're at right now, and 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 understanding that this is exactly all you have at the moment to to appreciate. Um, for everybody, you know that you know for context purposes, as I told you before the show, how do we get here? Because that—I mean—that's a run. Everything I just said that you did—that is, um a work ethic and a half, which I appreciate and respect. How do we get here? Like you, you can give the kind of the, the summary of, you know, from Tucson to here and, you know, however much you want. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go from there and talking about, you know, a lot. Of, I, I feel like the context of investing yourself definitely comes out in, in that as well, too. And then we're going to we're going to expand on that. OK, um, well, only because you brought it up and it was like said to me time and time again as a child and I think my mom meant it as it's kind of like a put down or an insult, but I'd always be like, I think that sounds cool. Like that was what I would be thinking. She's like, Oh, Karen, you just march to the beat of your own drum. Don't you? And I'd be like, I'm sorry, mom. Like, but I'd be like, why, why does that sound cool to me though? Like I never really, but I think what she was trying to say was like, I was just so on my own program. Um, and even growing up in, in humble beginnings and, uh, Section 8 housing there in, in Tucson. And then, you know, then we moved to the mobile home park. And and and, and I always like to say this because it's the truth. My mom's a complete square. She doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't do, she's never done a drug. I, I didn't even grow up with like soda or Cheetos. Everything was, um, I mean, carob for chocolate, like kefir, which is like right. probiotic milk because my mom had migraines in the eighties and they didn't know what migraines were. So I spent like my childhood with like kind of a sick mom who was debilitated by migraines. So though I lived in a mobile home park and section eight housing, I still grew up with like very holistic 
like fundamentals. Like I'd have to sneak over to Kelly Himmelberger's trailer to get like fruity pebbles and like a soda. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but basically my mom always said too, I had champagne taste on a beer budget. And, um, <laughs> and that, uh, that was basically like, you know, in the eighties, I mean, you know, guests, a spree, kids, all that, you know, uh, I wanted that. I didn't understand why I couldn't have guests in a spree and Keds and Nikes and Reebok. Like what the heck, what do you mean, mom? So, so I always just thought bigger and I always just, I just had a, I don't know. I had a dream of something that I didn't know what it was because I was just a child, but my father and they were separated was really the, um, the one that uh, fostered my talents. Like he would always have me singing around the, um, his friends and he'd show me off like that. And I, and I always disliked it. I'd be like, no dad, please. But he was sing, Terrence sing for them. So he loved me to sing. And then, and then I became a martial artist at age uh, 10, 10 through 13. And I became number one in the state of Arizona, mm. co-ed wow. for sparring and, and katas and all that. And it was the last summer I would see my father because he committed suicide, but he wanted me to show off my katas for his friends. And I said, no, I'm not doing this because I was 13 now. And you can't tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of my biggest like regrets. Like, and then my father took his own life. And this is where I say the fork in the road came. There was one way I could have went. Obviously there was a lot of depression and confusion. And like he was, I mean, my dad was the the singer and the musician and my brother. And it's really the music. And the, my mother was a dancer. My grandmother was a, a famous top dancer in the forties, thirties and forties. And mm. I come from a lineage of, of, of performers and, um, when my father took his own life, uh, it was very confusing for me. And there was like the two roads to take. And I took the road of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make something of myself. Like I didn't go down the dark path. Those few times, a few times I went that way. But I truly think that was the catalyst into I want a better life. I want a different life. I don't know what what this is inside of me that burns like a flame, but it burns so deeply and nothing could stop me. And my mom sacrificed I don't think my mom bought herself a new outfit until I was 18. Mm. Like she spent everything on me. I was relentless. I wanted to roller skate, do baton twirling, dance, do ballet, do jazz, do gymnastics. There was nothing I, I didn't want to do. So much energy. And somehow you would never know that we were so um, poor because I got to do everything because she did. It. My mom was amazing. That's so. a good mom right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good mom. So that's sort of that. And then, you know, that I became a really great dancer and I was accepted into all these ballet companies and, you know, and I was going to just, I was accepted into Juilliard on a full ride scholarship at um, about 17. And at the same time, they were casting that movie Lolita. Yep. And it was an open call. The one that Dominique Swain got, it was even in the newspaper. So my mom drove me up to the open call and like that sort of sparked off my you know, my wanting to like, oh, I like that. That was fun, that audition. And then just that I got into an acting class um, up in Burbank that she drove me to every Wednesday night. We lived in, we went from San Diego um, to Burbank every Wednesday night. Damn. And then um, that class, at the time, none of us were really anybody, but it was like Kirsten Dunst in there, Lily Sobieski, Erica Christensen, Evan Rachel Wood. Like these are all the little young youth actors I was growing up around. And everybody ended up becoming something or somebody. So I was in a very like coveted sort of 
it wasn't even in the phone book at the time, this class, like you had, a, it was word of mouth. So I had an incredible teacher that told me I sucked all the time. I'd be like, oh yeah, I sucked. So just keep lighting <laughs> the flame inside of me. You know, I was like, you know what I mean? I, but you know, when I went to him at like 28, he said he was doing that on purpose. Like, you know, the whole right. tale of, oh, I saw something in you, but he loved to tell me how much I sucked. Keep you and grounded. Just, <laughs> just made the fire. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing you know, um, yeah, then I moved up to Hollywood to, I, I, I passed on going to Juilliard and then I moved up to Hollywood to pursue honestly pursued my dancing career. Like I was going to, you know, be happy being a backup dancer for like big pop artists. But then all the while my brother and I were starting a band and I was like, hold on a second. I'm not just some background dancer. You know what I mean? So it's just all these things that just little, little spruce of ego, a little spruce of wanting to be wealthy, very different from my upbringing and just eye of the tiger. I don't know because because I always say this, like, it doesn't, like, people think, like, oh, you're the prettiest girl in town or you're the hottest guy. But I, I always say, like, the thing about acting is, like, I, I compare it to making a chocolate chip cookie. And it's like, what's a cho- chocolate chip cookie? It takes, you know, water, dough, it takes egg, it takes um, sugar, it takes the chocolate chips. And it, you know, in my, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting part of the recipe, okay? I'm not a cook. But the point is, is that <laughs> you can't have a chocolate chip cookie without all the ingredients. So my point is, is a metaphor of in this business, you got to be a nice person, professional on time, um, you know, good at what you do, prepared and somewhat attractive because listen, I didn't get here with my looks. I got here with all the ingredients because that town knocks out like, oh, you're just pretty. You think that's going to work? Bye. Oh, you think you're just tall and strong? That's going to work? Bye. No, you have to have all the ingredients you know i do i i like a lot and of, that's that. no <laughs> no shut up no i like no that's great i actually I, I love a lot of what you're saying too and by the way please i've had people make runs of like 30 40 minutes <laughs> for their, for really? their, okay. their yeah no no in that first question but uh no what i what i what i like there's a lot of things in there that i like but like even when you were talking about you know backup dancing and then you were like but you know what that doesn't feel right there was a constant like of you said a spruce of your ego i say it's you also were knowing your worth maybe you were still understanding where your ego's role is coming into its place but i think it was just a a knowing of your worth of like it's bigger than that i can feel it i don't know what it is but it's bigger it's bigger it's bigger and i'm gonna allow that to to flourish because of that and then um you know that when bringing up you know wanting to be wealthy and i know we're gonna get into that in a little bit because i loved when you were talking before the show and in in a voice text about like wealth versus rich which is a very very topic a big topic to my heart i completely i completely agree with with that we'll get into that here in a little bit but um and 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 i I think a very distinct there's a lot of distinguishing different characteristics that are Mm -hmm. you know between those two so uh so i appreciate Mm -hmm. you bring that up but also i mean the fact that you said you passed on juilliard i mean it just goes to show you you're like no like i can do this without juilliard like i there's there's some other things that are that well, are I was just here. like I was just like what is a what is a well first of all because of my height um I was never going to be like a prima ballerina I would have been in the in the choir or, you know so right. and then I and then I said to myself what does a ballerina professional ballerina do after you know your injuries and everything that you'll you know get you become a dance teacher right I right. mean there's really not much else to do which is so rewarding mind you I love teaching, you know, people how to dance, but like, 
I just still, again, just saw bigger for my life, you know, because I just wanted a platform to be able to speak on the things that really matter. And that's just like the humanity in life and and the things that I think all people with a voice should, should have in their hearts is like, you know, their, their charity, if you will, and the things that they want to help with. No, I I love that. And you know, and the other thing I got to give a lot of respect, a lot of respect to your moms for like taking you to San Diego to Burbank every Wednesday (laughs) for any of the global listeners. If you guys don't know, that's like saying we went from Paris to London every Wednesday (laughs) or, or, or like, I'm trying to give like a, cause that's like, that's about mind you. I'd be in class for four to anywhere from four to six hours. And she would just hang out at like tower records or go to Barnes and Noble and read like, she would wait, you know, because she'd have to pick me up and we'd have to head home for school the next day. That woman I mean, was she, your primary she, backer. She, <laughs> she yeah, backed you, she backed you mentally, that. physically, um, you know, emotionally, spiritually, financially. <laughs> not, not many hugs, not many hugs and, and okay. kisses and I love yous. But hey, you know what? I got those other places. Yeah. She did. You know, she can only do so much. I love my mom so much. You know, she she was she was the fundamental backbone of my entire existence you know yeah i think that's that's incredible and um and i and i and i get you i feel you on that uh with um i was very i was very fortunate to have it with my parents as well too so i I get you um now one of the things one of the things you said when we were uh talking before the show and it was on you know like related themes and stuff like that was yeah this idea of investing in yourself and you're saying that like you know when you you never skimped out on yourself it's like oh i need you know better headshots i need a better resume i need a better you know instruments i need better like i'll invest in those things i love that for a lot of reasons one you weren't attached to hoarding the money which a lot of people can do because like money comes in they're like no 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 like you know i fought so hard to get it you're like it's fluid it's a it's a it's a tool it's not don't don't attach and you yeah. were just like oh, i'm gonna reinvest in me i'm gonna reinvest in me i'm gonna reinvest in me mm-hmm. I'd love for you mm-hmm. to talk about that and and, yeah. and expand on that because I think it's vital for anybody listening. And I get it because depending on where they're coming from and 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 I think it's great that because of humble beginnings, you you know, you a lot of people, I know a lot of people from humble beginnings that they were afraid to spend. I'm like, no, 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 don't it's all good. Like you can always make more, like spend it on you, on building you and reinvesting and creating you. Go for it. You're gonna be okay. So I think it's important yeah. for you to talk about this, please. Sure. I I don't know where the wisdom came from. It feels like a deeper rooted wisdom that I don't, I can't really tell the source of, of where such a notion came from. Um, it's, but it's very ingrained in me, meaning like I never have ever uttered the words out of my mouth. I'm broke. I've never once. And, and though I might have been, let's say the account was dwindling. I've just never been somebody that's walked around and been like, guys, like I'm really worried about money right now. Like I can barely make ends meet. Like you won't ever hear those words coming out of my mouth. Maybe that's pride. Maybe that's, maybe that's being ashamed or maybe that's just putting on that fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it. Like, I don't know where it comes from, but it's been so important. And I think it started with, um, so when I moved from Tucson to San Diego, since we addressed that, I feel like my life began. Like I moved to California, you know, I was 13, (laughs) you know what I mean? I was going through puberty. There was boys everywhere. There was people and things to do the sun was shining but not like tucson it wasn't like burning us up it was like life was starting and you know immediately i enrolled in soccer that summer so i made automatic friends and like you know then i started seventh grade just like yeah and then and then i i made these other group of friends and they like to go out and be dropped off at the mall and the movies and 
and and I think they might have had come from some money, but you know, I'd ask my mom, like, hey mom, can I get like five bucks or something? And she's like giving me this money because she wanted me happy and hanging out with these people because it made me happy. But she finally she like found out I was smoking GPCs, generic pack of cigarettes. I think they were like <laughs> 99 cents. And uh, and maybe drinking an OE here or there. I don't know. Right. You know, just acting a fool at 13. And she's like, you know what, Taryn? If you want to go out with these kids and, and do all this, get your own job. And I was like, fine, I will. And so I found a place right next door to my apartment building that was a brand new coffee shop. I, I somehow I fibbed and said I was 15. And I don't know how I got away with that because I must have been like, I mean, 80 pounds, like like a drowned rat wet. Like I looked like <laughs> no hip, far from looking like 15 year old, right? 13 I looked like. But they hired me. And then next thing you know, I became like the shift leader. And from that moment forward, I've never asked my mom for any money it's awesome like really like i mean maybe she's helped me here or there and uh, you know uh do a co-sign on a place i wanted to own right you know one first time i was able to buy a place and things like that you know there's she helped me out one time with like my crossfire this car i wanted to buy the lease out of but otherwise this was later in life but because like god forbid she hears this she'll be like taryn hey <laughs> i sure did help you i'm like, <laughs> sorry mom you're right my bad so um but my point is is that what i noticed at a very young age was that there's something called cause and effect and it's like it's really it's like a buddhist kind of a term and like it's the same as like if you slap water like like that on a swimming pool you see the ripples like so that's why the power of our mind is so important it's the cause and then there's an effect so if you say something stupid on air there's going to be an effect if you you know if you think all right I'm going to money flows. Like it flows like in a counterclockwise. Like if you could just see money spinning in like a wind, if you could visualize putting a fan in front of a bunch of dollars, they're just going <laughs> to, they're just going to fly out and probably come back around like a boomerang. That's truly how money works. And it's not about hoarding, but when you believe in yourself, yes. as much as I believed in myself, yes, I took every last cent I had to, make more money. I spend money to make money, spend money to make money, spend money to make money. And it proved to be true. Like I've really never been without money. And I'm talking a bunch of money, you guys. So don't be like, yeah, you're just a rich actress. It's not like that. I'm just, I'm a, I don't have a huge overhead. I've kept it that way. Um, I love spending money. I love making money so much, but I also love giving money. I love to, I love to give back. I love to give it I like to spend it. I like to spend it because it seems to just keep coming back because I don't put any, I don't give it the power that, I mean, do you guys realize you can rip a dollar in half? You can burn it and it singes up. It's not worth all the power that we put on it. So spend it, let it go and make it, spend it. It's like, let it flow. You just let it flow. I I don't know how else to say it. And and it's like, people are probably going to be like, yeah, it's not that easy. No, it's not but it's easy to change your perspective on money and stop putting so much burden on it because the burden of it is going to push it away. Believe it or not. Cause how many times have you guys been like, yo, I'm not going to be able to make this bill. And then all of a sudden you get a check in the mail at the 11th hour. If that is not proof to have some, just a little more faith that I don't really know what else is. You're just going to stay in that cycle right there. Like, 
oh God, it's the end of the month again. But how come every damn time it always fixes itself? Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely right. Like it's it's funny how the moment something, you know, a moment like that happens, you're like, where's it gonna come from? Oh man, you know. And and the funny thing is is the frequency can even change during those moments like mm-hmm. something's gonna happen. Something's something, right? Something has to yeah. happen. I hope boom, something happens. And you're like, Yeah, that's a frequency. That's or what's... the moment you stop thinking about it. How about this? Yes. One? How many people want their exes to call? And the moment you go to, to a movie and you finally lose yourself in the movie, let's say, or you're out to a bar with your homie having a beer and you realize, you know, I didn't even think about old girl. Just has she not texted you in that time where you stopped thinking right, about it? Right. Come on. <laughs> it's so true. Well, you know yeah, because you, right? you remove the energy that you were placing that was inevitably also forcing it away or it being attached to like some sort of an outcome that it's like, just let it go. Let it go. Let it flow in, you know? Well, there, this is another thing I was taught this by a, a Buddhist monk. Like if you put your palm out in front of you, right? And you put a pile of sand in it, okay? You want the sand to lay right there in the palm. So let's, he goes, now squeeze it, right? Squeeze. So we had, yeah, I had a little stack of sand in my hand. I was like, what's happening? This is so weird. And, but there was a lesson in here and he goes, now squeeze that pile of sand. So then it kind of, you know, came out from under my pinky and out where my thumb is, right? So it came out the sides. So then he piled it back up. He goes, now open your fingers, right? So my pinky, my ring finger, middle, and then it seeped out in between and now he goes, now just hold the sand and don't squeeze it. Don't open your fingers. Let it just be supported. Mm. And the lesson was, was if you squeeze something too tight, you're going to squeeze it right damn away from you. Yep. But then if you're too lackadaisical, it's going to slip between your fingers, right? You're like, oh, I don't care. See, watch how much I don't care. No, it's if you just kind of just let it ride, let it live, let it exist. That's where the magic comes. Mm. Great analogy. Really great know, analogy. Was, my mind was blown. That day. <laughs> just, just blown. That's why we have our he also said He also said, Ted, and if the earth can dangle in the middle of the sky, right, in the middle of the atmosphere, and it's supported, what makes you think you're not supporting? Right? Little old you. Right? <laughs> I'm right. like, wow. I know. Right. Well, I, I, I also think, I mean, maybe going down that whole spiritual rabbit hole, which I could easily do another episode on that. But, <laughs> but, but like, I, I also feel like, you know, it's like when, oh, uh, okay. when people do with like with the, their, their bodies and like in the fears and, and all this stuff, I'm like, do you believe you have a soul? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even if they're not even spiritual, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, that soul isn't physical, right? It's just housed in a meat suit, like called yeah. your body. And like, yeah, and I'm like, and you realize that the body's just a meat suit. You call it, yeah, right? Like, it's just, it's not mine. I wish I could claim that, but it's not. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, you know, and you realize that the body itself is actually working like clockwork, or the whole bunch of organs, Mm -hmm. without you really, but it just is. And like, yeah, and I'm like, so you think that there's something bigger going on that's like supporting you in the process, and you think that like that voice inside of you, that gut, that's just a feeling you can just follow that. You know, I'm like, and they're like, yeah, but so-and-so said like, oh, you know, like what's going to happen if this, what's going to happen? I'm like, those are not real. They're, they're fit. Like you're going off of a feeling. They're like, yeah, but a feeling doesn't have facts. I'm like, a feeling should be your only facts. Like it's right. your gut. It's your gut. I was like, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's why it's hard for most people to move at the tune of their gut and to let go and to just flow because there's too many of the, the, the fears which were man-made. Like they're illusions. They're not real. You, you have to understand you are supported. Like you're not just, you're not just yeah. here to be like, hey, I'm, I'm here and this life just sucks. <laughs> yeah, you're not here to believe the, the father of lies. Like you're not here to right. believe the doubt and the fear. It, there's an acronym for fear that's really profound. It's like 
um, something, something that, that hasn't even happened yet. Like if there's a, we can look it up, but it's a, Moshe, we looked that up, the acronym for fear. My uh, very yeah. good friend Moshe is on the line. It's a, beer, it's like, it really, uh, false of evidence weird. appearing but, real, right? False yeah. evidence appearing real. Yep. Yes. Yep. Say it again. False uh, evidence. Yeah. False evidence appearing real. I mean, if that's not right? exactly what fear is. And and then the part right. about that, fa- think about false <laughs> evidence, false evidence. So because people are like, but there's the word evidence. It's false. But you made it false. up. You focused on it. <laughs> you created it. And then people go like, I didn't. It happened to me. I'm like, and why did it happen to you? And then like you start, I love asking people questions because if you can really get to the whys of things, they start to like start going down a rabbit hole and they go, wait a minute. I'm like, ah, you got it, didn't you? <laughs> you figured it out. Well, because they've just been, you know, they've been like, it's hardwired a certain right. way. And you know, what's sad is like, it could come from, you know, father, a mother, right, a grandfather, a sibling. It could just come from the media. It could come from their own, you know, but the fact is, is that though we don't, doesn't feel like we're free, we really are free. You know, we have free will and, and we are free and the, the abundance of money that's truly out there for everybody. It's, it is very um, disproportionate and not, um, it's not given equally at all. I can't agree more. Um, but but there's such an abundance for everybody. And that's the difference to me between wealth and rich, which we can get into. But you know what I mean? Like there is money for you too out there. Yes, you listening, you too, for everybody. Yeah, I, you know? I would love to talk about that. And and I want you to describe what you said to me about wealth versus rich. Because I, I... I forget. What did you take from it? Well, you know, and, and I, I get where you're going with it. So what I got, and which is similar to me, is wealth is a, a mindset. It is a, a place of abundance. It's a place of like non-attachment you can there's plenty to go around i can make plenty i can give plenty i can generationally you know move that money through generations um and there's a lot of um there's a lot of groundedness and humbleness in it and it's not like 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 you said riches can be greed um and you know and i know some some people hear that like oh you know how dare you know like stop like we're not saying rich is always greed I, and I'm, yeah, by the way, I'm saying this way. because like I, I sometimes I do like these higher conscious type of posts, and it's so funny when you see people like, "Oh, that must come from this." I'm like, "You're mirroring. You're projecting right now. Right. I don't know what to tell you." You're like, doing exactly yeah, that you would yeah, like yeah. And I'm like, "How are you not seeing this?" Yeah. But, but I love right. you know I love that like you know that idea of wealth is that like and and also it there the word health is built into there like you're yes, healthy you and you're happy and you're peaceful and you're Wealthy. free and and yes. the and the funniest thing is i always say i'm like you know all those things uh happiness peaceful and freedom they go yeah i'm like you know those are feelings they're like yeah and i'm like you know they're free yeah. and you won't you're you won't be free yeah you won't be free until you have that built into your dna your spiritual dna with the and you know and the money is as part of the byproduct and the bonus but if you're you know rich may signify a number but if you've got a number, but you're missing a few other things that are, bring you this, you know, joy and peace Jeez. and all these yeah. other things, I think you might be missing the picture a little bit. <laughs> so I would love to get your take. You can go on a tear. I mean, I think that you just nailed it. I think that I think that a lot of people that are rich are truly wealthy too. And I think that, mm. um, Good point. yeah, I think they're. I, I think what it is is like rich is sort of a number. It's something like we chase, but like I, the fact that you just added in healthy, I think that that was probably something that I just, I didn't realize I was trying to say, but I think that you just nailed it. Like, um, there's a health in wealth, and, and wealth is, I don't know, wealth is gained by by. Listen, 
Slow and steady wins the race. It's a yes. marathon, not a sprint. Yes. The tortoise and the hare. I mean, if I can't say one more uh, cliche thing. I love it. No, no, I love it. You know, I, I say it over the tortoise and the hare. Like, I, I love the tortoise and the hare. It's it's such a beautiful tale when people nice really Nice guys finish last. It's yeah, true. Like, it's it's so, but yeah, but they, but that society but twisted and turned that around, huh? They that's sustainable. Wealth is yes. sustainable. Yes. R- richness seems like a, a flash in the pan. Like maybe you made some hot money real quick with some great deal, but now are you spreading the wealth? Like, like think about. I had a dream one night. Okay, this and by the way, I'm vegan, so this was a rough dream for me. Me too. So, I nice. All right, <laughs> about that. Um, that's a whole other. Horse that's a whole other. <laughs> um so anyway so i had a dream and it was a i was i had a huge rotisserie chicken me serving it you know i was like yeah come on come on come on and everybody was just you know grub grabbing in their (laughs) their grubby hands like ripping off a piece of of the white meat chicken and enjoying i'm like yeah you too come on everybody and and i'm like in the dream i'm like you don't even eat this crap like what are you doing and so I looked it up the next day. I'm like, what's the meaning of, I had a, I was feeding people a cooked chicken and it, it, and, it, and you guys can look it up yourself if you want to, but I was like, holy shit. Like it's everything I stand for. And I mean, the first meeting was about basically like sharing my abundance and sharing the wealth, sharing it. Cause you don't hoard wealth, right, you right. share it. Cause then it all, it just keeps coming back. It's so and you're true. just like, oh man, now I'm rich. Right. That's the point. That, you know? Yeah, I do. It's so true. Like, and it's funny because and people don't understand the the law of giving and receiving and how it works. And and I actually heard a while back from a, one of my spiritual mentors, it was like, we can actually get so good at giving, but if you don't understand how receiving works and it's reciprocity yes. with giving, you can actually yes. be your own block to the very things that you're like, oh, nothing ever comes to me. I'm like, that's why. <laughs> like no, you're, you're blocking, you're cock blocking your own like blessings in a way. Um, and, and I get it, but I get it because that's, you got the natural givers, you got the natural takers, you got the, and then there's the balance in understanding how giving and receiving really works, but you're absolutely right. right. You're absolutely right. It's the right. language of love. We all have a different language of love. You right. Know? Absolutely. There but, you go. Yeah. There yeah. you go. But it's like the same reason why I don't want to like play parts anymore where I kill myself or drive, uh, die of drug overdoses. You know, I play these very down and out characters that are very different from Taryn. That's me. Taryn is me. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> um, I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to die. I want to live. And the thing is, is that when you put out a frequency such as, and you're so convicted to it, right? Because I, when I play my roles, it's like, I'm in it. I am lost in it. So I am a suicidal person that kills himself. I am a drug addict that kills herself because I'm so in it. So what am I saying to the frequencies? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how does the frequencies, how can they, it's the same as flight or fight mode. How can, how can our adrenals, right? Get adrenal fatigue. How can our adrenals know if we're picking up a car off of a baby or if we're just in fear because we're late on our bills. Right. What It doesn't know the difference. Either way, you get adrenal fatigue. So when I'm playing these roles that are so down and out, what, how that could, that could come right back and bite me in the ass. No, it's, it, you know, like, I mean, one could, one could make the claim with like Paul Walker and, you know, right. being in all those fast and furious movies and all the, and love driving fast right cars now. and, right you know, now. God bless his oh. soul and, and, you know, lose it. But he wasn't really maybe a skilled driver, right? 
Well, all the while. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, and even so, I don't even know if he was driving that car. If it was him or his uh, the other oh, person in the right. car, but still, like, but that you know that does does the adrenal fatigue kick in and like not knowing the difference or um, uh, what's his name that uh, Heath Ledger, you know, and and being a method actor with uh, you know, with uh, the Joker, the Joker. And, and then like yeah. getting so far into it that. You know the the uh, the drugs overtake. No, the prescription. You know the pills and stuff that while sleeping. So just while sleeping. Most isn't it where he just brought up Paul Walker? Like yeah, we were just talking about Paul Walker. <laughs> so I'm telling. There's a lot of synchronicities already happening since the, the the three of us we here. We're yeah. literally just talking about Paul Walker. <laughs> I have a very conspiracy side to me, but I think that those are built on you know bits of research and truth. So I don't totally poo poo them, but me and Moshe definitely were. I ended up down that rabbit hole where. You know, I was watching him and I was like, what happened that day? You know what I mean? The fact that, yeah. you, brought, that you brought, he was just off to go to like some like autograph signing mm. or something in, in this new car that was like way too fast, I think. Right. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to have a, a session on that. But if you really <laughs> look at, at everybody in that movie, there's been a lot of people that, that aren't with us any longer that were either producers or, you know, just yeah. sometimes the same as like that Glee set. Right. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of um, curses. It seems like on certain productions. When yeah. poor, poor Naya Rivera. I know. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. No. And and uh, a lot have, of I sent out a lot of prayers this week for that. Have oh. Have you Have you not been paying attention to all this Britney Spears, Britney Spears. stuff? Uh yes. I you know what's I, your thought? <laughs> I um. I just went, uh, it was funny, a, a friend of mine uh, uh, posted, um, you know. Because you know, Taryn was in Crossroads with Britney Spears. Yeah. And I, but I, I just read the whole, like, so I went through uh, the step by step. On, on bar, on barstool sports? Uh, I don't know where, you know, somebody had said it from one, some other account. It wasn't barstool sports, but it had like a, a carousel of like, here's the timeline of everything. And I was like, oh shit. Like I had heard a few of those things here and there. I just didn't know how deep it really went. Um, yeah. And, you know, I since I I can't speak on it because I, I know how media is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But like if people who are close to her are like reporting, you know, these things and, and it helps somebody get out of it. If that situation is real, that's fucked up to me, in my opinion. Um, but I, mm -hmm. you know, I I'm one of those where it's like as an energy, I just I'm not in it. I don't know. And media is so weird with me. Uh, that's why I yeah. love, have my mm -hmm. own platform. But if, me if, too. like, God forbid, I, I say one thing, it just gets extrapolated and and then taken on its own journey and it's not that's not fair to her you know yeah yeah but i mean it, but, but i could say that if if that is a scenario that is happening um it is deeply uh uh unimaginable and and uh, i think there's enough people like coming out of the woodworks now like a photographer she worked with like has just come out like she, he just exposed the letter that she secretly passed along to him that like you know, she that, you know, voicing, you know, her concerns, you know, yeah. and I think she'll be all right. You know, yeah, like it's, it's so deep. <laughs> yeah, you know, I oh, go ahead, go ahead, Taryn. Go ahead. No, it's just so deep to where it's like, you know, there's a part of me that, you know, it's, it's, there's a big part of me that sometimes I, I don't think everything is our business right but right. at the same time you know turning a you know turning a, a turning the other cheek which is a biblical thing right you know is, is also you know we've lost people when we do that too so 
that's all I have to say no, for I, now about Britney. I, 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 and I dig what you're saying because it's true. It's like there are areas where no, obviously, like you know, not to get involved. But then there's plenty yeah. of times to support um, a uh, to to show support and help somebody who is you know who is hurting. needing and is in hurt and in a lot i of think there's someone out there right now that's that's expressing a lot of hurt and i'm highly concerned about is nick cannon um he's definitely um voicing it that he's in a lot of pain and even insinuating um what, i'm done on oh, this planet and i'm just oh, yeah, like you just said he posted something suicidal yeah he's so yeah he's he's posted um last night and then today that he's he's out of here He's like, you can have this planet. I'm done. So I'm, I'm nervous for him. I, he's, I met him. He's a sweetheart, to be honest. So we all make mistakes, and I just hope he's gonna be all right. You know, I, I gotta say that. Um, first of all, I give you and everybody in Hollywood and in music a lot of credit as a public figure. Um, mm -hmm. There is so it, th that in itself is so much energy to navigate through while you yourself are on your own path, your own journey, your own growth, and your own understanding. Yeah. And, 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 know. and, you know, it, it, this idea of, um, you know, attaching ourselves to people and, and, and when they make mistakes and cancel culture yes. and all this stuff, like, I just, I think it's so unfortunate. And I like, I tell people all the time, like, you know, listen, you know, it, <laughs> You're, you're only seeing them from the outside. You're not them. They're not you. Like you have to respect um, their growth and allow them to figure things out and support that they're, they're making mistakes and that they're, you know, and they're going to have to figure those things out. And a detail. And also as if they haven't said anything effed up in their lives. They're just not under yes. a, a microscope. You well, know? that's just it right there. Extending some grace to any, any of our stupidities would be, kind in and of itself you know like come on I, we can't be held to to each mistake we make as humans absolutely. you know what i mean if you judge your i i my my whole thing and i've said this for a while is something i post a while back i say happy people don't attack i'm sorry they don't <laughs> totally. happy happy people don't attack and people go like oh i'm like no you even if somebody did something fucked up i'm not your judge that's not what I'm right. here to do that's not even that's not even in my energy it's not even in fact i have the space here to allow you to to have whatever mess up or mistake or whatever it is. Nor are you, nor are we doctors, right? right. To 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 like diagnose, to prescribe, somebody, and diagnose. You know. Yeah. I know. You know, and I'm not your judge. I'm not your jury. You know, I'm not your mother or father. Like you know, and even then, that's <laughs> tricky. I guess if oh, I, sorry, if I that were. was my cat. <laughs> <laughs> guess your cat had something to say too. Yeah, you know? she's like. Yeah, she doesn't like the new kitten around here. She's uh, a little pissed. <laughs> like, he just came over to talk. He just came over to sit with me, and I was sitting with her. I uh, like, get away from my mommy. Uh, she, well, apparently, she's she's very territorial. <laughs> so, Turns out. Um, I, Another thing I don't well, like. Well, I don't well, like jealousy. What, what did you say? <laughs> I don't like jealousy. Well, jealousy will be the very thing that'll. It's the most low. And this, and I'm going back to like career stuff, like. Not comparing myself to anybody, right. not ever knowing that there's only one Taryn, as this, there's only one of you, there's only one Moshe. Like you yeah, can't every replace. time. Any anytime I bring up a celebrity to you, you're always like you just dismiss it. I mean, like, yeah, like, like, I don't, like no, like in a good way. Like you're like you're like 
I'm not worried. I'm not concerned about yes. them. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, just I'm like, not, so? like they're not even that. on. You're not. They're, they're not even on my radar, really. Like, yes. I'm worried about me. It's, it's, not, it's not in a selfish way. It's just like it's I don't. I don't go looking at other people's pages to see right. how I can right. be like them. Like, I've never operated on it, and how how can I be like them? That would get me nowhere. You know. So, right. No, that's it, all. It's not. It's not that I don't appreciate. It. I mean, I, I get chills. Like I'll watch. I'll watch some of these like singing shows. These, you know, these amazing ones. And I and I, I'll cry. I'll like sob for someone's beautiful voice and be like, I just hope that you make it and just have the best. Because this this is your journey. Like I don't get jealous of of other people. No, I've never. You don't. You like really that. don't. I you think, really don't. I think it's great. I want to get to the music here in a second, but I want to say first of all, I, I appreciate you're just staying in your lane of of who you are and your growth and i think that what's a there's a famous uh, quote comparison is the thief of joy like i i think it's so important to not get inundated with the details of the highlight reels that we see of other people or the things that are happening or 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 the the rough stuff that's happening with other people it's like hey they're going to figure it out. It's their journey. I got to stay on my path of whatever it is that I'm learning, doing, growing, being, having, and building. And that's what I'm here to elevate my level of play, which has a ripple effect to all the people that I impact. If I get yeah. too distracted with other people and I allow that energy to kind of like compare or to get jealous or to think about all these things, I'm now not doing my part that I'm here to do. And that, that scares the shit. I mean, that's how I've kind of helped navigate to stay in my lane it's like all right yeah i i see it yeah i got you and you know and i, I learned from a music artist a long 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 time ago and it's unrelated but it was it was kind of cool and i was saying like hey did you hear so-and-so's album just drop this is like when i was 19 I was like, did you hear so-and-so's album just drop what do you think and he was like matt I, I have no clue i'm like what do you mean like it's the number one album in the country and he's like i'm in the middle of recording right now and i'm like yeah but he goes let me let me let me help you he's like I have to stay in my zone, in my energy, and in my lane. I have nice. to create from this place that I, 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 he's like, I respect other artists. And I, when I have some downtime, I try to listen here and there out of support. But, but I, I love that. Yeah. That's like, yeah. I mean, that's like how my brother was when we did Boomcat. Um, yep. We never, like, though there's so many, so many inspirations and so many things, obviously our music was created our, our loves from, like, we would never pop on another album. We simply were doing, and that was a rule. Yes. You know, I yes. don't care what they're doing, Terry. And I'm like, okay, well, I just thought you might like this song. No, <laughs> it's, I'm sure it's great. You know, I'm sure it's amazing. But like, yeah, when you're when you're truly an artist, and my brother is the epitome of that. So I understand where that person was coming from. Yeah, it was such a life lesson at 19 that I was like, that I took to yes. heart of understanding like, oh, wow, like, I get it. Like, because you're just trying to manage your own energy and not be so influenced by others. Creativity is like, yeah, I'm channeling my own creativity. If I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like anybody else. I have to be me, so that the world is knowing it's it's me and my art that I'm expressing myself, and not industry and just trying to sound like every somebody else who I do mm -hmm. support and admire. But I have to do it like energetically boundary driven. I'm like, huh, that's a good, it's uh, a good lesson. So I, I want to ask you, like, you know, what's going on with music? What are you doing with music right now? Um, so I always say that I'm a I'm a working actor and a struggling musician. And now, but I was signed to DreamWorks at in like 2000, I think one or two. And there's my brother and I, and we're called Boomcat, and we had an incredible run. Um, you know, like you said we had you know music on the Italian job, Mean Girls, um, Eight Mile soundtrack. So we had a good run, and then um, DreamWorks actually 
went out of business. DreamWorks Records, the independent label, went out of business during our, we were literally on tour. I think we were like number eight on the charts and we were in Japan for our second time. And we got, we got a call that our album, like every album was done. We're talking Nelly Furtado, Papa Roach, Alien Ant Farm, Boom Cat. Mm. Like we we're all like, I even think like Rufus Wainwright, like incredible songwriter, like just everybody was done. And then Interscope upstreamed the artists that they wanted, but we hadn't, you know, we hadn't like recouped yet enough. So we, we got, we just got the rug pulled out from under us. And I have to say that like that, I was 24 when that happened and I had like, yeah, that was rough. Um, um, it was between Black Eyed Peas and Boom Cat to go on tour with Justin Timberlake. It was a buy-in, um, which I don't know if people know that, but a lot of times when you open up for a superstar like Justin and it was that one album with Cry Me a River and all that on it, um, it was, he had chose either Boom Cat or Black Eyed Peas and whoever could, could make the amount and the amount was um i think it was like 250,000 and dreamworks would only go to 200 and black eyed peas bought in at 250 so obviously you see that what happened to them um but right. you know just like just with music it's always been at the but I, it's not about the past because i realized that i am a songwriter and i and i love to play guitar and i love you know i i play i do i do dj i've dj'd for a very long time it's not easy i think people think it's really easy but it actually takes an enormous amount of skill especially if you, you start yes. on actually on records um even if you're on serato you still have to i don't do like automatic sync i don't know like it, it's too much of a man's world and i have too much to prove so i've been signed as scam artist which is a big dj agency for over 12 years and uh, Sujit definitely came out and watched me play many times before he took me on. So I, I, I was mm. worthy. And then I've, you know, I've gone all around playing and that's been great. And all the while I have like, I have hundreds of, of unreleased songs and a bunch of unreleased videos. And, but I got um, that show Orange is a New Black. And I sort of was like, I mean, I was completely committed to this show for about seven years. And now that's done. Um, we completed seven seasons and that was amazing. A great experience. And um, yeah, I have some stuff. I have a song I want to put out soon. I think around like mid-August uh, called Time Wasted. It's about my dad. Mm. I've been wanting to put this out for a long time. It's just, you know, when it's about like your, you know, your father that you lost tragically, um, you're just like, I just don't know. I don't know. It's such a great song, but I just, yeah, I just had to let go of it being received well or not well and just, put, you know, just keep putting out my music and not have like that. See, that's the thing. So my music is that thing that I squeeze too tight and the sand comes out. And the acting mm. thing's always been like, yeah, it's cool. I mean, if I get the part, cool. And the less I cared, the more parts I got. Right. So I've been trying to practice that with my music. Like, I don't care, but I have to really <laughs> mean it. <laughs> right i love when we try to trick ourselves yeah. <laughs> and your See, mind's like yeah no nah, i ain't care. working See? yeah right. right if you didn't care stop talking about it right <laughs> your mind says one thing your frequency yeah. says another so right right nah. you can't fool god yeah well um, you know, and and it, it, at least you know it's cool that at the time we were living in, I, was, I was talking with this moshe that um uh before uh, we jumped on here was that you know the time we're living in even as a musician and an artist 
um, you know, having your own distribute, like in terms of your your own following and 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 sharing that with the world and being able to control more of your artistry and your masters and your publishing and a lot of these different things. Because uh, I've I've also paid pretty close attention to you know some of the artists who really navigated the waters for themselves and and took back the control and, and uh, management of their art and the business of their art. Uh, I think it's an exciting time, um, and uh, you know we have a lot more control and freedom than ever before. It's still a lot mm-hmm. of, it's still a lot of work, <laughs> obviously, as you know. Yeah, and it takes takes you know all your own capital and everything. And that was another thing is like I had a clothing line for many many years that was self-funded by me and my best friend and we were doing great i mean we were making just enough to put it back into the next season you know so there never really was any profit but we had enough to make you know spring fall summer winter and resort and um, holiday mm. which is like in between lines where you just take like a one of the bodies and like maybe you put some gems on it or something and then you, you have holiday and then resorts like if you take a couple patterns and just change the colorways but it, it's a lot of money you know sewers and graders and pattern makers and, and then production management but i've learned all of that like i can i can help somebody start a clothing line and see it from front to back like all the random things i've learned oh yeah by default yeah i've just know i know a lot about production but i also know now not never spend your own money on <laughs> on so you know on something that costs a lot because it drained my finances big time Right. And then we had, and then we went under because 2008 economic crisis happened. Right. It was uh, it was it hit everybody. Well, you know, you're, and, an, am- and- you're an amazing designer. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love clothing. I love making clothing. That's a whole other side to me that never dies. No, I mean that's 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 all. Look, all, it's all of us artists. Like I design a bunch of different stuff that I haven't like. Uh, but I, I, you know, when you look into like merchandising now and drop shipping mm-hmm. and all the things that you know are, are possible and you know what you can do in terms of um, well in taking the time to do it right of course but still like how you can leverage a technology now differently than when you had to order so many pieces way back in the day versus like now you can like actually work out deals where it's like it's made to order um you know yeah already set up but uh but yeah you yeah know, there were limits back then like, oh yeah exactly like we had to figure out we you know if you had to get a zipper 12 inch zipper you know, if you wanted like the prices down, you need to order a thousand zippers. So you're like, okay, what else can have a zipper on it? Do we put, <laughs> do we put zippers? <laughs> do we just have a whole sweatshirt with zippers on it? And just have like a punk rock? Cause that's, you had to buy like, you know what I mean? Like the limits. So, and then if you bought buttons, you know, you can't just buy like just for your sample line, you got to buy in right. bulk or else you're never going to, the margins aren't ever going to never compute. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to think the times that we live in now, you know, because you can take platforms like the printful.com and you can um, integrate that into your your Shopify site. And it's like people can order like, do you want it with buttons or do you want it with zippers? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, and, they, and well, they'll maybe take a little bit more of, a, uh, of, of the margin depends on, again, now that's where for me, like branding, right? Like when you're branding and marketing, it's like, well, how do you brand it and, and, you know, and how do you make sure that it's of the quality? And then, of course, you know, what's your relationship mm-hmm. with your with your audience and, and whatnot in your market? Yeah, so. yeah. What what do you have coming up? What's anything exciting in general that you're? I mean, you have that release that you're doing, right? Yeah. And you've yeah, got uh, and you got like what I think thirty movies. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I, I forgot about all those you rattled off. I've been I've I've been dealing with this thing. It's like called the pandemic. It's going on about five months. Not sure if you heard. Yeah, um, I heard something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just recently, like about 
birthday <coughs> last Friday, I started to feel anxious for the first time about not having any revenue coming in for like five months. Um, but again, I, I, I will not go there. It's such a crime to me to, because we're all in this together. And, you know, if you believe, you know, I'm not going to get into like my bigger beliefs because it's a whole other topic, but oh yeah, if, um, <laughs> if we have the faith, um, there's no way that like that we're, we're that, that the, the only judge that really matters, you know what I mean? Isn't going, okay, this is awful for humanity. This is crimes against humanity. Like I feel like, we're all in this together and, and this is like cultivating new talents out of people, new, you know, people are just more present, you know, families yes. are, yes. You know, some families are falling apart. Some are just coming together. Like there's just, you know, it's just a time. It's like, it's the time of harvest, you know, when you go to cut the wheat, you got to separate the the wheat from the tares and, and, and get to the seed. And by doing so you sift through it and then, then there's the wind portion where it blows away the tears and then you're down to the seed. And, and that's what we are. We're seeds with all this shrouded by all this stuff. But what's really beautiful is that this is actually a harvesting time. So yes. when you cut the grass and when you cut the grass, you see all the snakes in it, you know, you're like, Oh God. And you just start, you know, you eliminate things that are working for you, not working for you, but it's really a positive time to it, me. It's a, yeah. I, I think it's a truly special transformational time that um everything is coming to the surface to see what is necessary to deal with good and bad and and um you know the time and what the older definition uh, as my audience knows and i talked heavily about this the older definition which i have never subscribed to of what security looks like is now (laughs) gone i've only been preaching it for my entire entrepreneurial career but now they're fine What's that? I want to hear. I want to hear. I <laughs> so I, I I did a I so I did a whole a whole post. Uh, this is on my um my personal account. I'll, I'll send it to you after the show. But I I basically I said that um security is not about what you have that defines your value, but how you handle uncertainty in life. Nice. And now I that came from um my upbringing with my with my parents, and I always found. Well, I said, first of all, I said, first, security will never be about money or material things as evidenced by a global pandemic, quote unquote. You can uh, can you can see uh, that your so-called, quote, security or material things and safe jobs can be taken from you. Security will always be about character and leadership in the face of any situation. It's how you handle life. And I was telling him about another. I said, let me offer you another perspective. So my father was on the highest integrity and always hustled to make a life for his family and his own business. He made a lot, then lost a lot. He had to start from scratch. I said, okay. however, my mother always saw the good man in him when he had a major loss. He did. She didn't look at him and judge him on society's approach to security, you know, but on his character. She worked with, yeah. with him as a partner to regroup and build back together. And, you know, my mother kind of I would always go to her. And I remember like uh, uh, pre-marriage and then after divorce, um, like, you know, when the, the issue like, you know, you're dating and when we be like, oh, you know, well, you're an entrepreneur. Is that really a secure thing to do? And I was like, well, let me what, what does that mean? And they go, well, what's your. You know, well, I mean, you know, your job and like your title. And I was like, stop. I was like, do you own your company? They're like, oh, no, no, no. I, I work for the hospital. Or, oh, I do this. I do that. Like, oh, I was like, so somebody else controls your job. And they'd be, wow. like, they'd be like, well, no, I, I, I'm pretty safe in there. I'm like, you're safe today, <laughs> but you don't mm-hmm. control shit. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't always talk like that. I had a very like a uh, beautiful spiritual mother have. I should say have. She's still alive. My father passed away last okay. year. My and, oh, my, okay. and my, my mother would be like, the difference between 
the people who are like combating you on this, like not taking the quote unquote safe route and the secure route that they are calling secure is that they will never know how to deal with uncertainty. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. And they're like, meaning when you have to adapt, you have to learn how to make ends meet. Cause like we always, my father was like, Hey, go figure it out, son. I love you. Go figure it out. Like you're a man, like you're going to figure it out. Cause you're, you're smart. Like you can do it. Go be like, go figure well, it out. He did. He did. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was, and it was just like security is an internal thing that you have to learn to rely on yourself, trust and mm -hmm. believe in yourself, have faith in yourself and know how to make and adapt to change when things come up and are uncertain. Now, what do we just yeah. find during a pandemic? About 7 billion people end up in a very weird, uncertain time. And so wow. I was explaining to a lot of people, because there's also a lot of us are like, wow, you guys aren't panicked. I'm like, because we've been doing this for 15 fucking years. Uh -huh. And they're just like, what do you mean? I'm like, we've been working on grounding ourselves. We've been working on our health and our meditation. We've been working on the way we approach things. We've been working on uncertainty. How do you put money away for different times? How do you think about money? How do you plan for different things? How do you plan for your big losses? We've had five or six of them. I was like, I got rocked eight years ago. I was like, I got rocked and a half eight years ago. What happened? You know, well, just I, I lost all of my contracts and went into divorce and like felt like at that point I had like lost oh. everything. <laughs> you know, and I had I'm a, sorry. No, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and looking back, <laughs> it was a, it was a beautiful it was a beautiful time but like i got i felt like i got so rocked that you start to look at all of these different things that you normally wouldn't take the time to do and and i explained to some people i said when an individual has one of those crises an individual crises the rest of the world can kind of look on and be like hmm i feel for that person i hope they make it uh, you know okay like you know whatever i was like when 6 or 7 billion people are having them together is kind of what we're witnessing is this kind of new, like everybody together at the same time is kind of now facing uncertainty. It wasn't like just an isolated person that you're like, oh, wow, look at them rise from the ashes, you know, and all that stuff. You're now watching everybody have to deal with some tough, uncertain things at the same time. And things that used to feel secure um, were on foundations that at any given time they can see like, oh, wow, the job can be taken away. The money can be taken away. My health can be taken away. Like yet, yet the beautiful part of that is that you as a human being have the ability to control you, not the external world, but your, your, like you said earlier about your mindset and your perception and like how you approach things and, you know, what would you do differently? Okay. So this happened. What would you do differently now knowing that things aren't always as, you know, certain as you think that they might be, how would you like move different? Right. And I, uh -huh. so I think it's a beautiful time for people to really question like, huh, Maybe I wasn't, you know, maybe I was placing too much trust in this and, and maybe I have to put a little more trust and faith in myself, you know, and or maybe I have to plan for this a different way. And maybe I should think about how my money works for me in certain ways versus, you know, uh, like I, you're even seeing like these, you know, musicians who make like we're making a million a month, um, but spending nine hundred ninety five thousand a month. <laughs> um, no, they talk, they talked about it online. Like some of these musicians were like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, and somebody, somebody called out one of them was like, if you were making a million a month, how are you, you know, from touring and everything, like, how are you mm -hmm. like in a bad situation? Well, they were doing the same thing that a person at 5,000 a month that was living paycheck to paycheck, which was they were spending in a certain way and not like, like, look, like things can rock our boats. We have to, yeah. we, we, we have to stay grounded. And I, and I think that we have to think about um, mistakes are perfectly normal. How do we, how do we, how do we rely on ourselves 
and and make corrections of those mistakes. So that's a my. I think rant. it's an age old tale that you like lose your first fortune in your twenties, you know, and then in your thirties or maybe early forties. Mm-hmm. Again, like youth is wasted on the young. If we knew then what we know now, and this is just an affliction of life, and this is the truth of life, and and that's why I love I love the youth because I love to um I love their fearlessness, you know. And I'm talking about you know kind of like. 25 and under vibes where they're just, you know, they're still, they're not jaded yet. They have, you know, mind you, I'm not saying that people don't go through things, but like there's still a fearlessness that I personally, I love it. Like, cause I know I had it. So I love to cultivate that confidence and, and try to harness that for as long as it's possibly <laughs> possible. Yes. Um, because, you know, with life we get worn down and if you think about it and it's, I don't mean to sound sinister, but like just, just like a flower or a tree, like if you don't water it and give it sunshine and daily love, like, I mean, it grows up towards the sun and, you know, and like we are, though we we're, though we're born and we're growing up, we're, we're, we're living, we live, we're living to die. No, we don't live. We're not living. We don't get to stay alive. So it's just that we need to know that like, uh, you know, we're born, we're born to die. And that's, that's the thing. So, and that, and there's no way, no easy way out. It, last I knew we all, we all, none of us get out of here alive. Right. And, um, I was loving that. <laughs> and just, you know, and I know that's another cliche, but like, it's really true. And as I, as I approach my, well, I approached my forties, we're exactly the same age. Um, you know, it's just like, if, if this is the latter part of my life, you know, they say women live to be like late seventies, early eighties. I hope I go a little further, but and this is the second half and, and, and like any, you know, it's about love and peace and yeah. it's about harmony. It's about compassion. Like, if you want to see these people that live to be like 110 and 120, they're usually like Buddhist monks that are sitting <laughs> in a monastery eating berries and leaves and literally don't, and they're strong and everything, but like, they're so just, there's no inner conflict. There's no right, stress. Right, right. That's why they also don't look uh, 120 either. You know, I, I know. I, I love when people keep saying they're like, they're like I wouldn't have guessed 41. They're like your skin and your like your your hair, like full hair, and all this. I would say God bless. I'm like, well, yeah, but uh, happiness, right? Yeah, like yeah. happiness, peace. Like you, when you lose the stress, your your skin <laughs> feels better. You know, I mean, I know. You know, I know. the vegan uh, the vegan is new for me. I started this year. Um, nice. and uh, I'm I'm actually between just doing all my cooking and uh and all the exercise my body my energy my creativity my mind man yeah like really? I, yeah you know i uh it's been incredible what was your reasoning um i just wanted to elevate you know i was already doing a lot of the creative work with everything and i was just i was constantly tired um mm-hmm. and so tired was a big deal for me and then also i did at times notice some mood changes okay. here and there and huh. i wanted to not nothing bad, but like uh, not the way I think some people who might deal with more clinically, but I just enough where I'm like, you know what? Um, let me understand a little bit more. I've been on a nutrition journey, understanding more about nutrition oh, okay, over the last few years. They put in the animals, maybe. Yeah, the yeah, same. exactly. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I saw a few things on animal agriculture that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Netflix, yeah. but <laughs> so, I can't. You know, um, and then uh, so between <laughs> between that and then. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, the hormones and in, in a lot of the meats and like, but just really thinking yeah. about plant-based foods and plant-based diets and like eating from the earth and like, you know, and how does that, how does that affect us? Um, you know, how does that affect our skin? 
um, and and our and our our the wiring in our 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 brain and our neurological system, I, just all these things. It was kind of the next part of my I guess my nutrition journey. I'm around a lot of friends who really knew nutrition. They they kind of raised me around some of these things, and so it was cool to it was cool to take that next step and and see how it affected my body. I mean, gluten and dairy I got rid of a while ago, but yeah, but, but then stepping. But in, I like your I like to say it like this, like for people that aren't doing it for the animal advocacy, but either way, you're still helping the environment and helping absolutely um, the needless torture of animals that is completely arbitrary. You said, I love that word. Um, so my thing is like, so I was talking about like, you know, we're, you know, we're like, you know, we're born to die. So it's like, you want to eat live foods and you know, live foods is plants and, and things that grow and right. I go, but you're killing those Taryn. And I'm like, yeah, but they grow back. You can't chop off a cow's head and it grows back. Right. So why would you want to exacerbate, the inevitable, which is death by putting death into your body. Right. And that's dead food without any live matter, which then goes into your colon and rots because if you don't chew your food well, which most of us don't, we don't liquefy our food before we swallow it. Then these chunks of like meat or whatever sit in your colon and then they get parasites, AKA maggots. And next thing you know, you have a complete colon, whatever cancer, what have you, because you have, you're, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Literally. Like, it's not easy. Like, and shit, do, shit is disgusting. Like, if you think about it, I can't even believe our bodies make this stuff. But if it's just like sitting in there rotting, I mean, that reflects out of your, your eyes. Like, your eyes aren't as white. Your taste buds, your smell, your hearing. It's like, it's so important, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and it, it was interesting to learn from the animal agriculture side um, of like, so, you know, think about it for, they were even explaining like, and they were, they were, they were pretty appropriate about it. They were saying like, look, a hundred years ago, first of all, the consumption of meat back then was not the same that it is now. So like they were raised under different, different circumstances. Now right. add all that true stress, right? right? Yeah. True free range, right? Now right. add all the stress and that stress like as also being consumed, like the animals, like stress, and not I don't mean just fight like fight or flight mode, and we're we're ingesting their fight or fight mode. Right, when they're scared. Right, yeah. and and so like and and it's I get that that's probably hard for some people to understand, or they don't they don't want to, and like I'm not in it for the debate about it because I tell everybody, I'm like I always tell to everybody, I'm like do whatever your body is calling to do. My but. Mm -hmm. It's funny because the more in tune you get with your body, to your point about the whole eating alive and plant-based, like the body, it's funny how it starts to want it more because you're like, no, this oh, yeah. feels good. This feels right. And like eating and it wants more water too. The more water you oh, put yeah. in it, then it becomes like, you're like easy, but it's like, but I'm made up of almost 80% water. Like, please replenish it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you get more water out of plant-based diets too you know oh, yeah i do a gallon a day no matter what you know wow yeah yeah so by the way on amazon for like 18 bucks there's a beautiful <laughs> like jug uh that i saw at a spiritual retreat uh somebody had it's a jug that it, it labels it from 7 a.m to um to, to 7 p.m or 9 p.m and wow. it, it you know it has like it just says like uh good job good morning good job like keep going <laughs> you know all the all the way down i love having this jug because it reminds me every day i i drink the whole i'll, I'll send you a i'll text you the uh that's the, really cool, the thing man. afterwards yeah it's so i've been doing it for about a month and a half and uh it seemed like very happy and clear it was a lot of clarity and that's great more I'm than i'm 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 grateful man <laughs> i feel very grateful about it Terry, for real 
Yeah, That's no, awesome. and, I, and I appreciate Well, you know, this has been an incredible. See, look, we're at an hour and 15 minutes. See how fast oh, that good. goes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but the, you know, the, one of the things I was going to tell you is that it's a journey driven podcast. The, the, my guests always know, I always say, please come back on again. Um, because you know, yeah, you're going to have a million other topics to, to talk about and your journey is, you know, we're to your point, I mean, second half, but really, I think we're still just getting started is how I feel. And, uh, you know, so much more impact to have and so much more stuff to learn. So you're, you're welcome back on any time. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, man, you're awesome. Thank you so much for everything that you speak on. And yeah, it definitely a, a voice of reason. And I'm sure your fans absolutely love you and your listeners. And thank you so much. Yeah. And no. thank you, Moshe, for hooking us up. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Moshe. That's on as well, too, by the way. Um, both of you. So everybody that's listening, Terry Manning, I, I get it. You guys all know probably from everything from Hustle and Flow to all the way to Orange is the New Black and everything in between, including all of her music. But please continue to support her um, on her journey because she's doing amazing, amazing things. My, By the way, my my following is very, very loyal. So if they, if they start popping up on, on your wall or if you post anything about the podcast, they'll probably be like, hey, I listened to your episode. You're all, like, they're very, they're very supportive. They're very good people. Um, I, I love the following and it, we really are act as a community. But um yeah but thank you absolutely and i appreciate thank you for loving him that's great <laughs> you deserve that thank you thank you guys very much uh sit back for one second i'm gonna connect with you here offline here in a second but i just wanted to to thank you moshe thank you so much for, for making this happen and you're you know, so welcome and i know that came from a from a, a mutual email from nicole Maiden, who's a great pr person yep. and um you know so grateful for her for doing that and uh, yes thank you and taryn uh, amazing amazing there's, there's so much synergy i just from the tucson thing to the hustle and flow and and so many other things i'm like wow this is like it's it's that. good stuff so i appreciate you both and and thank you so much and for everybody listening uh please again check out taryn manning you can just google that in but you know instagram you'll see uh and uh again thank you for for listening and for myself matt gossin for the hustle separately we are out